This is Liz, and you're listening to Stanza, Poetry Aloud. Today I'm going to read a few works by Don Patterson. He's a Scottish poet and musician, born 1963. I was checking out his collection, Nil Nil, which I assumed had to be new, but it was actually originally published in 1993. It was his first work of poetry, and then Faber and Faber released it with a new snazzy cover recently. Uh, So let's get to it. This is Obia. My life became one long apostrophe, muttering the three er syllables of her name, doodling her initials to a cryptogram. Chain smoking and the slavery of tea and coffee left me light enough to forge her succubus tooth by tooth, the tiny hands and feet, the calves like folded wings. On one such night, I got up and hit out west, passing her house, bumped up on the curb, cars sat in line like after our drinkers elbowed the bar, hushed as the stranger walks in off the moor. Their premonitory stare, blank as a mirror. I saw the dawn scribe in each polished screen, the gibbeted mascots as I drew in closer. This is Amnesia. I was, as they later confirmed, a very sick boy. The star performer at the meeting house, my eyes rolled back to show the whites, my arms outstretched in catatonic supplication while I gibbered impeccably in the gorgeous tongues of the aerial orders. On Tuesday nights, before I hit the mission, I'd nurse my little secret. Blind Annie Spall, the dead evangelist I'd found still dying in creditable squalor above the fishmongers in Rankine Street. The room was ripe with gurry and old sweat. From her socket and the greasy mattress, Annie belted through hoarse chorus after chorus while I prayed loudly, absently enlarging the crater that I'd gouged in the soft plaster. Her eyes had been put out before the war, just in time to never see the daughter with the hair lip and the kilt of dirty dish towels who ran the brothel from the upstairs flat and who'd chop up to let me know my time was up and then lead me down the dark hall with zoo smell, her slippers peeling off the sticky lines. At the door, I'd shush her quiet, pressing my bus fare earnestly into her hand. Four years later, picture me, drenched in patchouli, arrayed with hash burns, casually arranged on Susie's bed. Smoldering frangipani, the persistence of memory, pink silk loosely knotted around the lamp to soften the light, a sheaf of penguin classics, their spines all carefully broken in the middle, a John Martin album mumbling through the speakers. One hand was jacked up her skirt, the other trailing the cool wall behind the headboard, where I found the hole in the plaster again. The room stopped like a lift. Sue went on talking. It was a nightmare, Dawn. We had to gut the place. The last one I'm going to read is called Next to Nothing. The platform clock stuck on the golden section, ten to three, a frozen sun. The dead acoustic of a small county, a dog bark is a short tear in the sky above the wood. The fixed stars crowd below the jagged awning. Over the tracks, the ghost of the lame porter stabs a brush along the round, then vanishes. The clock puts on a minute, tips the balance, and the stars fall as dust. Birdsong thaws in the air. The recorded voice addresses its own echo. So as you can hopefully hear, three very different poems, but they all have this kind of simplicity and quiet and nighttime feeling to them to me. Um, These are kind of the most free form that I found in the book. He actually does a lot of like traditional forms and uses rhymes, which I feel like is somewhat unusual for a contemporary poet to not just kind of do line breaks when you feel like it. So, um, 
check it out. Nil Nil, published 1993, but pretty widely available. A very well-received collection, and it's been re-released a number of times. Hope that everyone enjoys their weekend, uh, finds a moment to themselves, and have a great day.